0: The following presentation is brought to you by the Realm Network.
1: Hey, this is the King of Bros,
0: and you're listening to the Roughhouse Podcast. They're a couple of pussies, but they're not that bad. The opinions expressed in the Roughhouse Podcast do not necessarily reflect those of the WWE, Lucha Underground, Impact Wrestling, Ring of Honor, GFW. Are they even still a thing?
1: At the rough house where black people and white people watch wrestling and Hispanic people too and all people. Hi, hello everyone. Hi, welcome (laughs) back the we sick had a, house a, a, a <laughs> brief
0: uh, medically forced hiatus last week of oh, course in one of the busiest wrestling weekends of the year but uh these things happen
1: uh and, and chris uh not too surprisingly because it is 2020 and of course the past month has been the longest year of our lives uh the the world of wrestling did not slow down while we were away.
0: Oh fuck man, no, it did not. Uh, if anything, it just got crazier.,
1: yeah, um, yeah. Uh, so uh strap in folks get ready for business analysis from two people. <laughs> Who don't know how to run businesses? <laughs>
0: <laughs> we're going to talk about stock prices. We're yep. going to talk about ratings. We're going to uh-huh. talk about cash value.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, we're going to talk about uh, ROI. Um, Return whole, on investment. Yeah. 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 That's right. We we're gonna we're gonna cover all the uh, all the things. The only you know we're going to talk about so much that it can you know it. It'll almost fill up the space on George Barrios's forehead. Uh, almost.
1: God, <laughs> not, not, <laughs>
0: there'll still be some space uh, open on that forehead for some of the stuff we don't cover. I, uh,
1: I if anything, just feel bad for the former DJZ, Joaquin, Fe- Joaquin uh, Phoenix? No, Joaquin uh-huh. Wild. Uh well, I, I feel bad for him because he just got to <laughs> unveil his George Berrios tribute mask. And they fired him. They 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 yeah. let go of George ba- Okay, so so let's let's double back. Rocky Dennis
0: is perf- is performing at NXT. Look, folks, um,
1: we, we, we got a lot of stuff we, we gotta talk about. We got we got Rumble, we got Worlds Collide, we got AEW, we got New Japan, we've got everything going on. But, but four
0: head jokes take precedence.
1: Yes. Yeah, five head jokes in this instance. Yes. Uh, so for those who are, are unawares, uh, on Thursday, uh, a rather terse press release came out of the WWE. And uh, it, it was uh, from the corporate side, not not mm-hmm. your standard uh, WWE best in future endeavors, people getting fired type thing. No, no. This was a corporate one to the stockholders. Uh, explaining that George Berrios, uh, Google image search that man immediately if you've never seen him before, so you'll understand what we're talking about the first half of the show already, Um, and Michelle Wilson, they are the co-president, or were now, the the co-presidents of the WWE, they were being uh, removed from their positions effective immediately.
0: Yeah, that's always the term that's like, ooh, that's yes. something, something's not right. Something's rotten in the state
1: of Stanford. Yes. Uh, and uh, there's a quote from Vince McMahon in said press release where he said it was due to differing visions of the future of the business. Ooh. ooh, ooh. Uh, but uh, you're probably, if you're a wrestling fan, you have no idea who George Berrios is or who Michelle Wilson is. That's okay. I'll just tell you very, very high level who they are. These are the people who brokered the Fox deal. They Uh brokered the current USA deal. They brokered the Saudi Arabia deal. Basically, they're responsible for the WWE making money right now. Yes. And we are right now, as of the time of this recording, six days away from Vince McMahon having a second company to run. And he said, you know what? Let's fire those two.
0: Yeah, um, there's it, there's a lot of questions surrounding this release. Um, yeah. One thing that pointed uh, – that, that stuck out to me just as you just said it was that future uh, – the, the quote was differing views on the future of the business.
1: Yes, yeah.
0: Not of the company. Yeah. Um, so I, I found that to be a very interesting, um, uh, statement, uh, or word choice in there. Yeah. So, you know, the grand scheme of things, obviously, as we've been talking about the past year over a year is that the business is changing AEW coming yeah. in. Um, Doing their thing, New Japan gaining traction, Ring of Honor seems to be swinging back um, in the right direction, NWA is doing their thing, MLW is doing their thing, there's a lot of stuff going on in the uh, wrestling business uh, and mm-hmm. especially in the U S that's not to talk about all the stuff that's happening uh, in the UK and the rest of Europe and all the other and Japan, crazy stuff we've, that's we've happening in new Japan with Noah and DDT there? now being in the same uh, family. Yeah. So a, a lot of craziness is happening right now. And, you know, to, to steal a quote from John Moxley, there kind of has been a paradigm shift within the world of pro wrestling. Yeah. And, I'm curious if this is Vince, um, kind of clinging on to his old ways and not not being as forward thinking. I don't know. I don't know much about George and whatever her name was. Uh, Melissa. Michelle. It was? Michelle. Michelle. Yes. It was an M. I was close. Yes. Um, I, I you know I don't know about their their business model I don't, know, I, don't I don't I just know their yeah, names yeah. I, I know from when you know it was reported they were selling off a bunch of stock or you know mm-hmm. every now and then a, a lot of the executives sell off stock when it's at a high price and they get some money whatever yeah. um but that's about the extent that I've ever heard their names until they were both released the other yeah. day or fired or let go or what, however what you, you want to phrase it whatever
1: it was they they had a job Thursday morning right. they didn't have a job Thursday afternoon that's, that's right. the way to look at it. Um, yeah. And, and you're right. Like, and, and this is sort of the question of any large company. You know, you, you, you can extrapolate this not just from a WWE side, and obviously that's what we're focusing on. But, like, okay, there's... There's Apple and there's Tim Cook. There's Facebook and there's Mark Zuckerberg. Like these people are the names and faces of a business, but you don't know entirely what ideas came from that person versus what ideas they chose to run with. So like Michelle Wilson and George Berrios, I know they were uh, some of the faces put out in front with the network. Like when when uh, there was the big change to the network uh, last year. Mm -hmm. I remember George Berrios was doing a lot of the conversations with, you know, publications like The Verge and TechCrunch and all that to talk about, you know, the future of the network. Did that mean he was the guy with the vision behind the network or did that mean he was the president of the company? Therefore, he was the chosen one to talk about the future of the network. I don't really know what they were doing. I just know that if I look at. From, you know, the the perspective of a guy talking into a microphone on the internet, <laughs> what I understand the business to be is you have these two people who were in charge of television deals and, and, and all of that, and they were doing their job very well. You know, WWE is making a shit ton of money on that, and then you have people who are in charge of what's on those television programs and and in charge of house shows, which are faltering so much that they're just killing house shows. Like they're cutting down the schedule entirely. So it's one of those things where I go, are they at all responsible for that? Is that another division? Is that another department? Uh, I I don't know. Um, I just know that it is very weird to see the part that seemed to be working quote unquote, Get right. guttered. get gutted. Just completely tossed aside.
0: Well, there's always, you know, uh, when something like this happens at that level, um, I always think that, well, maybe these people were making too much money and to maximize profits or or whatever, you know, redistribute what they were making to other people or back into Vince. Maybe Vince realizes he's going to be, you know, losing more money than he expected on the XFL and was like, well, we'll just cut these two and give it to me so I can cash it out and put it into this sort of thing. I don't know if I can know. But yeah, like you said, it, it was kind of a shock um, to the system.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yep, that's right. Uh, the Undisputed Era are going to be the new board members. Just yes. Give it
0: so, time. <laughs> CFO, baby. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Um so so yeah I mean uh, you know if are, are there going to be more people uh, prom- are there going to be people promoted like I said is there going to be this yeah. redistribution do these guys get severance packages like do they get to keep all the stocks that they ha- I don't know how any of right, this shit works right. I'm, a, I'm a plebeian and I make dick money so I don't I don't know how the how the 1% live and how these contracts are are, are dealt mm-hmm. with and mm-hmm. terminated and such um and I guess it really doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things what matters is how this is going to affect the company going forward and what we see yeah. um or what we choose to watch yeah. um you know did they not work out a deal with alpo alpo to get you know the <laughs> dog food sponsorship uh purina couldn't come on board right to, right to sponsor the uh the dunk tank of dog food that baron corbin got slopped into the other day i don't know if i can now yeah. um But they're out. Uh, Vince has got a lot on his fucking plate right now, including another Saudi show, uh, Elimination Chamber and a little thing called WrestleMania coming up in about Mm -hmm, two months.
1: mm -hmm. And the idea of launching an entirely new product in an entirely new field where this time the focus is don't fail.
0: Yeah, I know. So okay. So uh, as we're recording it's <coughs> super, it's Super Excuse Bowl me. Sunday. Yes. Um do you know what network it's on? Is it on Fox?
1: Uh Super Bowl is on Fox.
0: Okay. Yes. So you'd have to imagine um there's going to be some promotion of WWE. Uh mm-hmm. obviously they're going to want to mm-hmm. push Smackdown. I wonder if Vince uh bought advertisements for XFL. I would imagine he I I know would that I tried had, to.
1: I know that I had read uh, because uh, I did not watch the the playoffs, uh, right. uh, especially after. Yeah. Uh, well, especially after our, our local team was no longer a part of it, I gave zero shits. Uh, it, it went I, from... I watched
0: the moment where they lost on repeat many many times, <laughs> pleasured myself and uh, sprayed the walls.
1: I, I went from the mildest of shits to zero shits just just to just to sort of explain where that plateau was. Um, But my understanding is Fox was running ESPN was running uh, ads for the XFL um, during their playoff coverage. Okay. so because uh, ABC, Fox and ESPN are the three networks that the XFL will be aired on. So there there was some promotion, I would assume, if not during the game (sighs) properly, during the countless hours of pre-show that is going to be airing on Fox. They were airing some last night. Um, that that the, Yeah, I, I was just looking through the, the, the cable guide to find something to watch, and they were running I shit you not, a special on the mystery of the stealing of Tom Brady's jersey. I, I'm not lying. That was on Fox Man, last night. I fucking hate NFL. <laughs> I hate it so much.
0: I hate football. Um, I mean, eat my asshole.
1: And, and I could swear the name was something like a Very Brady mystery or something like that. So <laughs> I so so my my thought was and this is why I highlighted it in the first place I'm like did they bring back the Brady Bunch to do like a mystery thing on Fox that I didn't Who's hear about a lie?
0: this Florence Florence Henderson's dead right uh, it's
1: whatever I mean there was just that HGTV show that, uh, about rebuilding the house anyway oh, Brady talk on your uh, on your uh, pro wrestling podcast what I'm getting Oof. at is I know that there will un- uh, undoubtedly be some level of promotion I don't know if it's going to be during the game proper or during the many hours of uh, ramp up to the actual game tonight. Um, but we shall see. Uh, I, I, I have no idea who this is really going to be for. I really don't know who gives a shit. I, 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 I don't understand it. Uh, especially if i'm vince if some guy's coming to me and offering me 50 million dollars for that name i sell it i don't go i'm going to spend 150 million plus of my own money despite them i I don't understand this you're clearly
0: not vince mcmahon yeah that's the most vince mcmahon thing to ever be said
1: right exactly it's just it's it's just it's weird and and i and this is all coming up at the same time as uh you know the as you said the the change of the guard in, in well change of the guard might be strong but the change of the landscape in professional wrestling yes you know the the fact that AEW was able to get the extension that they were able to get and make the money they were able to get basically says that WWE was not successful in what they were attempting to do let's be honest yeah. them putting nxt on wednesday nights was not an altruistic thing it was not wwe saying well it's time for these guys to get a shot on television the right. only reason why they were getting a shot on television was to try to take on take down or take out any exposure that aew would have on tnt sure instead the opposite has happened on week on it on what like 16 out of 17 weeks or whatever we're at right now, AEW has won. And yeah. AEW is making money. AEW is officially making enough money where they are the second largest pro wrestling company in the world, full stop. Like... A
0: year into, the, into their existence.
1: Exactly! Like that's,
0: Which is pretty crazy.
1: That's where they're at now. Yeah. So, if you look at what, what one of the big goals was for WWE, <laughs> failure! Done! Like...
0: Yeah, and it, they do. Vince hates failure. Yes, uh, especially CSFL.
1: especially in a public forum like that.
0: Yeah. So yeah, like you said, it, it was a it was a big L, a big public L, because the Wednesday Night Wars have been you know widely discussed. See the last four months of this show, yeah, uh, and, and and elsewhere in the world of pro wrestling journalism, uh, term used very loosely. Um, but yeah, they you know they garnered some viewers. Yeah. And, you know, you think about it, if if NXT wasn't on Wednesdays and AEW was running unopposed, mm-hmm. um, AEW would probably be bringing in, what, one point five million to two. Um, if,
1: if we are to assume that everyone who's watching NXT would watch right. AEW, which isn't necessarily a fair thing to assume, but let's just say sure. so. Yeah, they would be making, you know, a, a viewership of over a million every week. Um, because the average between the two shows has been 1.5, 1.6, 1.7 million. So yeah, easily pulling in a million. Um. So yeah, that's that's just uh, an, an interesting thought to have that that's what they could have been, and they aren't yet.
0: Right. Yeah. So NXT has been pulling in about five hundred thousand to. I don't have they topped a mill. I think they topped a mill. Maybe the first they, they week topped or a mill
1: before they started going head before to head. A, like I think. Right. I think uh, basically both shows have been, again, between the two shows somewhere uh, in the range of 1.5 mil. Uh, It looks like AEW is averaging about 900 of that, so you can say NXT is averaging about 700 of that. So, yeah. So they're
0: averaging about 700,000 a week. Yeah. And if rumor and scuttlebutt is to be believed, they're receiving yeah. $0 for it.
1: Uh, yeah, that that rumor is out there. I don't know if it's true. That sounds crazy to me. It would certainly explain why no one got a pay raise in NXT.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah.
1: but uh, I I I don't know that that's true. Um, I don't know,
0: man. I think it may be. I feel like Vince was des so desperate yeah. to get this, you know, on a sh- it, it was a sh- quick turnaround. It's um, it, so desperate to get something out there to counter this this upstart, um, AEW that I feel like he, you know, took the hit to not get any money in tv rights fees for nxt uh you know again that's not confirmed maybe this is part of the reason why uh michelle and george got the boot because they weren't able to work out a better deal or yeah. a deal at yeah. least uh to get some kind of money in but you know what's the equivalent in value Okay, so you're you know, you're you're pulling in about 700,000 viewers a week. Um, I'm not they never really released how many uh, people were watching NXT on the WWE network. Right. So we're not sure how many people were watching it that way. But you'd imagine it's uh, similar. I I, I, I have no idea.
1: it's, It's very hard to say. And also, uh, and I'm sure someone smarter than us has done it. Looking at you, Russell nomix podcast. Uh, if you are at all actually interested in this side of the business, I cannot recommend that podcast more because that guy uh, knows his shit. Um, I, like I'm just what are you talking gone, about, we're experts. I, I, I've just gone through I the guy's you. Twitter thread uh, about you know the different economies, the WWE, and everything, and it's it, it's I'm offended. It, it's enlightening, but. Uh, uh yeah it's stuff i couldn't pull off on my own that's for sure um i
0: can't figure out how to put 20 percent tip on a bill (laughs) i'm not good at numbers
1: (laughs) no no good at math but uh you know i i do have to ask if this shift of nxt from being on the network to being on usa did that shoot them in the foot when it came to the network you know, how many people were staying subscribed? To the... I, I know at least personally, especially where we have a conversation on a semi-regular basis on the show of, do I want to give them 10 bucks a month? Do yeah. I really want to do it? I know that's one less bullet in the chamber for the WWE, you know, that that's one less thing for the for me to say that's worth my my ten dollars when I have USA on my cable box. I could just yeah. watch that when it airs or flip back or and forth Hulu. between that or on Hulu or any, you know, any other place. Uh, but in, uh, instead, I keep paying ten dollars because I'm an idiot. But the, the thing is, are there people who aren't as dumb as me? Are there people who literally went, oh, I can watch this every week now? Cool. I have $10 yeah. a month in my back pocket now. Like,
0: Right. And, you know, aside from the big pay-per-views, which they always do, you know, get the first month free sort of thing. Mm-hmm, so if you mm-hmm. wanted to, you know watch nxt weekly you wouldn't get takeovers that's that that's a big thing um because takeovers are exclusive on the network um but you know if you wanted to sign up every four months when they do a special for one of the big four Mm pay-per-views you could certainly you know cancel and then resubscribe get the first month free cancel you know they basically there are ways for you to to get the big stuff for free if you really wanted to keep up with it and you know you, you'd miss your tlc's and your elimination chambers mm-hmm. and uh mm-hmm. money in the banks and all the other hell and the grounds other gimmick is... pay-per-views and oh god god forbid you miss the fucking blood money shows yes. um but you know they, they don't seem to be pumping out the original content as much as they used to mm-hmm. um and if they if they are it's pretty low overhead sort of stuff like, you know, okay, we'll attach a couple cameras to a car and just film people as they're driving or right, we'll just right. get a couple people who are already here to have dinner together and share some old stories. Yeah. You know, they're not putting in money for, you know, uh, original Edge and Christian uh, shows and skits and bits and and, and stuff like that. Um, yeah. You know, Austin sitting down with somebody just talking for an hour and a half or whatever. Yeah, that's that's pretty cheap to do.
1: Yes. Now, now that said, there's more stuff they could be doing which i'm mad they aren't doing looking at you video version of new day podcast Uh, oh god please
0: take my money if you guys you know Uh, obviously the rough house podcast is your number one wrestling podcast. Of course. A number
1: one, right at the top. All
0: all 12 of you out there who are listening to this right now, (laughs) uh, we appreciate you. But number two on your list should be the new day pod. Um, It's fucking amazing. Those guys are so much fun together. Uh, Biggie, when he gets going, there's few people in this world that are more entertaining to me.
1: Yeah. Uh, I've said it a thousand times and it just gets underlined every week. They have just, tossed away so much money just left it on the table when it comes to Big E, that guy's charismatic he's hysterical he can be serious and he just wants to see big meaty men slapping meat and and you know what i'm right there with him now now chris just a second ago you were talking about how wwe didn't seem to have the money to pay edge and christian to do a show but what we did learn <laughs> this past week is they certainly have the money to pay Edge. So let's break yeah. into it. The Royal Rumble's in the books, folks. Uh, it was uh, a, a mixed bag of a show, but I, mm-hmm. I think more positive than negative, uh, at least for me. Uh, I I know you and I were texting throughout the show, and uh, I certainly seem to be higher on some things than you. Um, but, uh, I, 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 think there were more positives than negatives. And I think we're actually starting the road to WrestleMania on the right foot. And a lot of that comes from the men's Royal rumble this year, which did yes. include the return of edge as he swore up and down, wasn't happening, but everyone knew it was going to be happening. Right. Uh, at a hefty $3 million a year. Thanks. Tony Khan. Yeah. Um, get on the Adam. Yeah. Get, your yeah. Fuck, get paid, bro. Yeah, exactly. 3 million a year. Uh, Yes, he was defeated by the camera controls of one Kevin Dunn, but uh, he had a hell of a performance despite looking well over 46 in his face. He looked well under 35 in his body uh, and uh, he, he seemed to have a great showing. But the big thing for me was Drew McIntyre really anointed as the next big thing and winning the Rumble this year.
0: Yeah, so the men's rumble match is one of those things looking back at it, um, I enjoy a lot more than I was enjoying it when it was happening. Because yeah. I was a total mark throughout the thing, yes. and yeah. I bought into exactly what they wanted. You know, yeah. Brock came out as number one and just fucking tore through the first, what, 13 uh, people into the match. And at that point, you're like, oh, God. God fucking Brock, not again! This motherfucker. Yeah. And yeah. you know, I I was, I, I, they got me. Okay, they yeah. they got me. I'm I'm a sucker. They got. I'm I'm not gonna deny it. So I was like motherfucker. You were, we were texting each other. I'm like, yeah. you know, he he murked everybody. Uh, fucking Strowman, Keith Lee got a, a quick moment to shine. Mm-hmm. Uh, Big E, Kofi, Rey oh, Mysterio. Oh man, the, the crowd
1: lost their shit when Kofi came out. Like all all fired up. And I, I was and, really. Really like, oh yeah. shit, Kofi's gonna have a moment. Kofi's gonna have a moment, right? But, and then Ray came out, who's had yeah. problems with Brock. Like, yeah, okay, yeah. shit's gonna happen. And then yeah. Big E comes out, it's three yeah. on
0: one, yeah. And then they still couldn't fucking get it done because they try to get all fancy doing fucking uh, Matt Hardy moves.
1: I, I was gonna say, the bit where Brock used uh, was it Big E? It was that e. He, yeah, yeah, he used Big E to do the, uh, the, the flying nothing, uh, yeah, which always is uh, one of my favorite parts of uh, Brock's. Uh, uh, series of moves. But yeah, I did the flying nothing into the corner off of E. I just thought, like, that's fucking great. That's fantastic. Um,
0: right, right. Uh, but all these people came in, you know, John Morrison, his big debut back in the Rumble. Is he going to do a crazy spot? Nope. suplexed over the fucking top rope. Yeah, nothing. Yeah, You know, it was just like, ah, it, it made me, it made me hate him. And it, it, you know, it accomplished what they wanted to because when Drew came in, you're like, okay, then maybe this guy does have a chance. And the double team happened, the, the nut shot from Ricochet, and then the just beautiful Claymore kick mm-hmm. that Brock sold to fucking perfection, yeah. Um, both going over the top rope and selling it outside the ring. It was just uh, – You know, they're in the uh, business of making moments, and that is a moment that will go down in history. They fucking got me hook, line, and sinker.
1: Although I will say the moment goes down in history more for me thanks to the work of one Matthew from Botchamania, as now I will forever hear every time that there is a Claymore (laughs) kick. Here comes Willie! (laughs) Willie. (laughs) now and forever that's that's what i will hear uh but it it, it was great i mean and even in that there there were such great little moments uh whether it was uh brock lesnar for the first time i think ever legitimately seeing keith lee and and being giddy at that big large boy and uh there was someone's entrance music that he was jamming out to which i I really mvp mvp Yeah. yeah i i just there were so many little moments in there that i loved um Basically, it was one of those instances where uh, I was reminded how much I like Brock Lesnar when Brock Lesnar gives a shit. Um,
0: I know, and I hate admitting that, but yeah, it's true. Uh,
1: I will say, though, Michael Cole was completely like the the worst i've heard him throughout that rumble especially because there was some point where it definitely felt like he was screaming exactly what went to screaming at him he was uh, yelling and bitching and moaning about like well you know this is the thing about brock if you're gonna complain about how he's a part-timer he's showing why he could be a part-timer because he's just so good and all I yeah. could think was wasn't that the angle When they were trying to do whatever round it was between Roman and Brock that, oh, Brock's a part-timer and we should be mad at him for it. Now we're not supposed to be mad at Brock Lesnar for being a part. That's irrelevant and really just sort of my problem with WWE in a nutshell, which is presentation never meets reality. Um, Yeah. But I I thought Brock was super fun, and then uh, the second half of the Rumble, once Brock got eliminated, also was really fun. I am very glad that the Audible was called because uh, word came out that originally it was going to be Roman and Drew at the end, and Roman was going to eliminate Drew uh, because Drew had already got one over on Brock, which was what I – had predicted in a prior episode that I thought it wasn't going to be someone beats Brock and therefore wins the Rumble. It was going to be someone right. eliminates Brock and therefore has a match. Um, and apparently Roman was going to win clean to go against the Fiend. Instead, they realized, oh, wait, we can just put Roman in a match with the Fiend. This will actually get Drew over. And sure as shit, I actually put Raw on on Monday right when it started versus waiting to watch it later. And <laughs> Drew was over as fuck. Yeah, like he came off like a top guy and people cared about him. I know this is such a crazy thing, but if you make someone look important, people will take them as important.
0: Yeah, it, it's it's funny. I kind of equate it. Um, so uh, as most of you probably know, I used to work at a radio station and you, we would have. Um, weekly music meetings mm-hmm. and we would, you know, listen to all the new tunes that were going for ads across, you know, uh, rock radio and we would, you know, listen to a song and then make jokes about how terrible five finger death Punch is or whatever. <laughs> and, you know, uh, my, my old music director Huber, uh, who now works uh, at another station in the, in the market, yes. uh, he's, uh, he's the PD at the Bay now, but anyway, he would say, um, you know, we, we would talk about a song and, and, and say, I don't know if this could be a hit. And very poignantly, he says uh, one week, he says, if I want to make a song a hit, I'll make it a hit. You know, you yeah. just, you play it enough and and people will uh, like it and care about it and request it and want to hear it. The same thing applies to pro wrestling. If yeah. you want to make somebody a star present them as such um you know put them in front of the camera let them do their thing and the people will uh latch on and become fans it's not rocket science no. uh no, but it's, it's something not. that over the past what decade decade and a half they really yeah. have not yeah um seen through and accomplished i mean i get the closest thing has been roman reigns and even he's not you know the level of a john cena john cena was yeah. the last fucking megastar that they made
1: exactly and, and and the thing that's frustrating is for as positively as i can talk about the men's rumble the women's rumble has the exact sort of wwe recurring bullshit strategy of yeah well, we got to give them the moment to still make them important, even though someone else could be made better for having the moment. Like, there's any number of different ways that Charlotte Flair could be inserted into a women's title match at the Royal Rumble. She's Charlotte Flair. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. She she could very easily pop up on SmackDown and beat up Angry Pam and try to get herself a title shot. She could very much jump her pal Becky Lynch and get a title shot. She could very much show up on NXT and hop. The guardrail and go after Rhea Ripley and get a title shot. These would be unique and different ways of storytelling. Right. Instead, you had a rumble where multiple women looked like absolute world beaters. Your Bianca Belair's, your Shayna Baszler's, and instead they were sacrificed at the altar of Charlotte Flair. <laughs> Yeah, and you know, look. I am
0: a fan of Charlotte, and yeah. she's very talented in yeah. pretty much everything she does. She's getting that Andrade D, so good for her. Mm-hmm. Um, I just oh,
1: although that that's a that's a D that pees hot. Let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah uh yeah for 30 days she yeah. does she have to lay i wonder i wonder if she has to lay off uh lay off of that for for 30 days as well i, I
1: don't know how it works man i don't I know wonder,
0: i, I want wonder to be interesting some kind of contract uh um, statute in there yeah. like nope if he pisses hot you can't bang him. um <laughs> I imagine something like that goes. That sounds to like some that.
1: creepy prima nocta shit from Vince. It sounds like something Vince would do. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh,
0: yeah. If only Tony Stark could have done that. Yeah. Anyway, um, where was I going with this? I, I like Charlotte, but Charlotte did not have to win this. No. Um, this you know, the way Basler came out at number thirty fucking came out hot eliminated eight people eight yeah. women in yeah. a manner of minutes the crowd was fucking into it yeah and then it was you know it was the uh the 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 fucking rumble 2015 again with 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 reigns winning when the crowd clearly wanted somebody else to yeah and it's not, not the kind of heat that you wanted um it wasn't that bad no no, no no it, it was it, it was equivalent to it
1: excuse me it, it was one of those things where you were presented alternative routes, right? And instead, they took, in that WWE way, the most obvious and least interesting route. Yeah, like uh, you know, it, it, it all indications are still that we're going to get Shayna Baszler versus Becky. All indications are still that um, you know uh, Charlotte isn't going to be involved in in the main mix. Spoiler alert: Apparently, she's going after Rhea. Like. There could have been interesting ways to handle this beyond, oh well, Charlotte needs to win the Rumble now. And right. she doesn't. She really doesn't. Like there's there's I don't think there's a single person in the WWE audience who went, you know what? It wasn't until she won that Rumble that I took her seriously
0: right and you know it goes back to uh what was it uh Wrestle- the rumble before Wrestlemania 30 with Batista too yeah. you know like there there are there are ways to get there without doing it that way but that's that's where we are she won I think really this is you know kind of a, a another way to say another accomplishment for Charlotte she's done all these XYZ ABC all these yeah. awesome things another feather in the flare um robe uh if right. you will for right. her so You know, it is what it is. It happened. But there were some really fun um, moments in there. Naomi coming back hot, um, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, with the crowd super into it, doing getting the one fun athletic non-elimination spots of the whole show uh, was really good. Beth Phoenix coming out, doing a hell of a job despite a bloody noggin. Yeah. Just hemorrhaging blood out of the back of her head through most of the match. Um, You know, resilience and toughness uh, on her end. Um, You know, Bianca Belair. I looked like an absolute beast Through the first half of it And I've which never was fantastic. been huge
1: on Bianca Belair Like I think she's talented But she's never really yeah. done much for me I came out of that going She's a star and a half
0: yeah yeah no absolutely absolutely i was i was very i was happy that they gave her the opportunity to shine there yeah. you know bliss bliss hanging hit uh, hung in there for a while yeah as um, far as we know did
1: not get concussed so good for her
0: yeah, as, far, uh, as far as we know yeah. uh and then yeah you know a couple of the other you know there was some fun you know uh, mighty molly coming out was fun um then you had the kelly kelly and santina bits which were wastes of spots if you ask me but you know
1: yeah, it, yeah, it's
0: WWE. What do yeah, you expect? Yeah. You expect some but, carny bullshit. In
1: well, there. I will say my understanding that the Kelly Kelly uh, insert was last minute. Uh, apparently, right. replacing a shock injured Sasha Banks. Um, yeah, because I was
0: I was thinking about that throughout. Like, when, why wasn't Sasha in anything at all? Yeah. I, mean, I figured it had to be either she was pissing hot uh which looking at her you wouldn't think no, no, no. um unless she's doing some booger sugar or something i, I don't know <laughs> i don't know what she does outside um but, oh I, uh,
1: I i will say another fun bit from uh, the women's rumble this year was uh the mandy and otis stuff
0: yeah yeah that was that was funny if i mean, obviously. You knew something had to happen the way they were they were playing it out, but the fact that Otis like straight rolled out from under the ring. Yes, uh... yeah,
1: like the the first spot with him, I legit didn't see him pop up until right at the end. Like I, I know we shoot on WWE production a lot, including earlier me making fun of the way that they shot the uh, the spear and everything. But um, credit where credit is due, uh, that actually looked really good, and uh, I, I I was legitimately surprised by that spot.
0: Yeah, yeah, it was uh it, it was fun. The Otis the Otis stuff was fun. Like that's actually one of the more um uh, enthralling stories that they're doing currently on yeah. on on yeah. WWE main roster as as weird as it is. Um I'm, I'm you know, I'm I'm into reading about that. I'm not watching it by any means. <laughs> uh but you know, the storyline from what I read is interesting.
1: So the night before the Rumble, we had actually a shockingly good show. Uh, even though it was not in front of, uh, the most excited nor filled of audiences. Yeah. It was the, uh, WWE World's Collide show NXT battling NXT UK for brand supremacy. Uh, fucking
0: love their brand supremacy. Don't they?
1: Yeah. Uh, I, uh, had hoped that the this, that this show would be good on paper. It looked like it'd be very good, but I think it actually delivered beyond, uh, anticipations. Uh, I, I, I thought that, uh, Balor and, um, Dragunov had a really awesome opening match. It's probably the, the most like a star that Balor's come off in some time. um, yeah. I really enjoyed the uh, the DIY Mustache Mountain tag although I know you had your, your quibbles with it being a little too uh, a little bit too slapstick at the front half.
0: Yeah, once once it got going, I I got more into it. It was it was just a little too much on the hokiness. Um I was like, "Wait, is fucking Toriano coming out next to throw yeah. some curry paste in somebody's face?"
1: Uh, I absolutely adored the four-way Crusador title match.
0: That was a blast.
1: Uh, that reminded me of, and and this may only speak to a, a, a subsection of the audience, back in the early days of Ring of Honor, uh, what they used to do was have uh, fatal four-way matches. Uh, they, I think they called it a four-corner survival match or something like uh-huh. that. But it was just like, here's four guys. All of whom have kind of a name who you've never seen in Ring of Honor before, and we're just going to let them go out and do their shit and try to get themselves over. That's what this was. And uh, everybody looked amazing. Uh, You know, uh, whether you're uh, Angel Garza looking like a star and a half, Mm -hmm. or you're Travis Banks pulling out the craziest Canadian Destroyer I've ever seen, or Jordan Devlin looking like a superstar and a half. Like, it was just uh, a great match, and... Props to Devlin for uh, winning the uh, Cruzador belt there. Apparently, Shawn Michaels is really big on him, and that's why that happened.
0: I mean, I, got, I have no beef with uh, Devlin, but, I, you know, if, if you're asking me, I think it may have been too soon to pull it off Angel Garza. Fair, um,
1: fair.
0: But, you know, if we get a rematch between the two of them one-on-one on NXT, the way it looks is it's going to be uh, a title that's going to be defended on both UK and NXT proper. Yeah. Um, And is, is 205 even still a thing? 205 know, is, it is still
1: a show, yes. Okay. Yes. All right.
0: So maybe there's, yeah, that's, I, I that's would where imagine you can maybe there's a well.
1: uh, Joaquin Wilde's George Barrios mask.
0: <laughs> but it's 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 officially branded an nxt title now yes. like it, the purple um leather is gone it's a black leather nxt cruiserweight championship exactly. um so yeah the the match was really fun though um swerve got a shit in too um yes. which which is a which is always good so yeah that yeah. that match was a blast but everything kind of the, the women's match didn't really do much yeah that that was <laughs> the one miss
1: and, and i think it's because Uh, both competitors were in kind of a a spot where it felt like they were kind of counter character to who they are. Tony Storm was working heel in the match and she doesn't strike me as heel at all. And I love Rhea Ripley, but she really isn't good in the face position. Like she should just be like a a crazy, creepy badass. But Mm -hmm. props where props are due, after absolutely falling apart in the first few minutes, the uh, Imperium uh uh undisputed era tag was a ten. For those who did not catch it within uh the first I think five minutes, uh Alexander Wolf got knocked legit called out by yeah. Bobby Fish. Basically uh as uh Alexander Wolf pointed out it was a scenario where he should have given him his uh his chest and instead yeah. he tucked his chin. Yeah. yeah. Uh so he got KO'd legit. Uh props to um Uh, Drake, Drake, yeah, referee Drake Wurtz for calling it right there and having him pulled out of the match. But uh, after a little bit of recalibrating and figuring out what they were doing, they decided, you know what? Walter is the biggest baby face in the world tonight, and we're (laughs) going to build to that. And it was just this fun, crazy brawl. Uh, uh, Fabian Eichner and Marcel Bartel looked like the greatest tag team in the world. I don't know where that came from because I've never really given a shit about them. Um, just, it it was a fucking amazing tag match, especially coming off of a really kind of horrifying moment in seeing Wolf knocked the fuck out. Um, it, it it was a really, really fun main event and, and turned, uh, basically turned a frown upside down for me. Uh, I, I was very surprised.
0: Yeah. And, um, I give, uh, Kyle, Kyle O'Reilly and Roddy Strong both yeah. sold their asses off in that match, mm-hmm. and I, I really want to see a KO versus Walter match yes. um, because they were they worked really well together. Yeah. I mean, o- O'Reilly working from underneath with his quick strikes and, and and stuff like that, and Walter just being this huge baby Huey uh, wrestling baby, um, just going out there and just slapping the hell out of everybody. It was it was a lot of fun and. Honestly, I think, as you know, unfortunate as it was, the Wolf injury Mm kind of added this extra layer of excitement to it because you know. Knowing how these things work, you know, yeah. that the plans were kind of thrown out the window, right? Um, so you're like, okay, this is this is interesting. Let's see what let's see what the hell happens here. Let's see what yeah. these guys can do. And I don't know how much of that was uh, Bartel and Eichner picking up slack for what Wolf would have done and what was called uh, on the fly out there or what, but I, I, I those guys say... uh, did a hell of a job.
1: I will say, even though Imperium went over, I don't think anyone thought, especially in fucking Houston, Texas, that Walter was going to be the biggest baby face of that match. Um, So I I feel like that might have been part of the audible. Uh, I will say it is a little bit of a bummer to kind of transition and talking about the past two weeks of NXT that. We had this match where Imperium won, and Imperium won clean, and they seemed to really hint to Adam Cole versus Walter, Adam Cole versus Walter. And then they even said there's going to be the big reveal on Wednesday night as to who Adam Cole's going to be going against at TakeOver, right. and it's Tommaso Ciampa.
0: Yeah, I mean, which that's I,
1: been which, the- which makes sense for NXT programming, but it's right. like, it gave me a hint to something else, and I kind of want that now.
0: I mean, that's not to say it can't happen at some point, um, but... This was, you know, the thing that's been brewing since Champa came back. Right. So, you know, he's been going, you know, Goldie, you have to wait till after war games and you have to wait till after worlds collide. And right, then right. both of those things were over. And It's like, OK, let's do this shit. Yeah. Um, and apparently it got nice and bloody on a uh, on a on a on, on Wednesday. I didn't catch NXT this week, but yeah. uh, I guess uh, Champa got hit in the head with the mic.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He bled like crazy. And I'm not sure how big or small a cut was just because the blood was everywhere. Um, Right. It it was really wild. So so basically to talk about it earlier on in the show, Champa had taken out the rest of Undisputed Era, which incensed Cole. So Cole decided he wanted to have his world title match against Champa. Uh, So they did a whole segment, you know, uh, quote unquote um, contract signing segment, which was really just an excuse for Ciampa to put Adam Cole through a table. And right. during that scuffle, that's when his head got busted open and the crowd chanted, sign it with your blood, sign it with your blood. Right. And he wiped the blood off his head and put an X on the contract, which is going to look amazing in the video package during TakeOver.
0: But Use a pen, Sideshow Bob.
1: <laughs> I, I just want to point out that's, that's two blood-based uh, contract signings yeah. in the span of like – three weeks or something yeah
0: well obviously it didn't seem planned so that's <laughs> right, you know right. that's champa being a good pro wrestler and knowing what yeah. looks good and 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 what works um elsewhere in the nxc world the broserweights yes. um won the dusty cup yes so that's you know i don't think anybody expected the Grizzle young vets to go over them
1: i would have so. loved to have seen it because i really like that team but you're right uh and that <laughs> match was fantastic by the way
0: i'll I'll watch it i'll get around to it
1: yeah just uh a really stunning match there's a a spot where uh i I don't want to spoil too much of the match but there's a spot where there is legitimately a doom uh yeah a a doomsday device on the outside oh dang which was fucking crazy uh and the kind of um uh odd couple duo of Pete Dunne and Matt Riddle is really growing on me, uh, especially yeah. when they do promos together. The one that they did during uh, Worlds Collide in particular, <laughs> where, where basically... Pete Dunn just throws up a shrug. How how Pete Dunn shrug hasn't become a like a meme yet is beyond yeah. me because it's really was it, great.
0: Was this the one where he said, Let me be blunt? And yes. then Riddle looked around and yeah, like, yeah, yeah, got yeah, all yeah, excited. Yeah, exactly. If they, you know, that's that's the kind of character work that I pop for. You yes. know, just yeah. and especially with an odd couple team like that. And yeah. this is what, the the third or fourth Dusty Cup?
1: Uh, I think it's the fourth.
0: And the third mixed uh, thrown together tag team that has won it. Yeah, that's so, true. That's true. Um, so you know, it, it, this seems to be a working formula. And eventually, when Riddle and uh, and and Pete Dunne, you know, break apart and have their blow off feud, it'll be it'll be fantastic. Yes, uh, Matt Riddle was in a lot of people's mouths this weekend. Uh, <laughs> well, the hello speaker. there. Well, well. well. The, the name Matt Riddle uh-huh. was in a lot of people's mouths this weekend. I don't yeah. know what kind of weekend he had. Um, but, uh, you know, there was the report that came out backstage that uh, Brock went up to him mm-hmm. and was said uh, and said to him, um, stop calling me out. You and I are never going to work together ever, uh, yeah. I believe was the exact quote.
1: Yep. Um
0: to which Matt Riddle continued on talking about Brock Lesnar. So, yes. yeah, you know. and, and,
1: and they even put a video on the WWE yeah. PC YouTube this week where he said, it's going to happen. Whether Brock likes yeah. it or not, it's going to happen. I'm going to make it happen. Which, you know what? Power of positivity to you want Matt Riddle. Uh, and again, I, I've met that guy briefly once. And yeah, that's just who he is. Yeah. Um, but, man, uh, you know, between that, the Goldberg thing, apparently there was a, a, a pre-show meeting this week at the NXT tapings where they basically told the entire roster, and I quote, don't call someone out on social media unless it's been cleared with them first. <laughs> uh, yeah, Matt Matt's made a bit of a name
0: for himself. I mean, yeah. you know, you got to give the guy credit. He's trying to put himself over. He's trying oh, to yeah. put himself in, in, in big situations. Um, I guess that's the reason he apparently has heat with Vince because uh, obviously Brock's his baby. Well, not his baby, his boy, his, yeah, yeah. you know, his cash cow. Yeah. Um, So uh, that's apparently the reason why Riddle was out in 41 seconds being tossed by Baron Corbin, of all people. Mm. So that's uh, a wee bit of a burial. But he was still in a Royal Rumble match. Yeah, yeah. he
1: was still in a Royal Rumble match. And also, he was fucking over when he came out.
0: He was. he had a he had a hell of a pop. A couple of the NXT folk, both in both rumble matches had significantly um impressive pops. Tony Storm got a really big pop as well, which surprised um,
1: me because she's been kind of personed on grata on NXt for the past like year,
0: yeah, it was a little weird, but i'm I mean, obviously I'm no no she's, uh, she's
1: great. It's just i I was very surprised that people remembered her because she'd basically yeah. been in the purgatory of nXt u k for the better part of a year
0: right uh and Keith Lee I think the other one who got the and obviously Shayna too but uh but yeah Ke- Keith Lee you know was was a fantastic moment in the Rumble. I know we're going back to the rumble there yeah. but yeah that's' We were talking about NXT. Um, yeah. So what do you think this this teaser – I saw this teaser that they're promoting something that happened this coming week on NXT. Um, is it going to be a debut? Is it going to be a return? People are saying it could be Velveteen Dream coming back. Um, you
1: know what? The Dream – Uh, suggestion makes the most sense to me because it is the three circles that have the numbers Uh in it and it's you know his logo is like the right third eye thing thing. that's the one that makes the most sense to me but because it makes the most sense to me makes me think it's gonna be something entirely different i can't think of anyone who they recently signed that would match that aesthetic um i don't know what
0: kind of gimmick Killer Cross is gonna have
1: you know what that's a great point that is that is an excellent point because he's apparently NXT bound. So yeah. So well, although he's telling people there's been no conversation. Well, yeah. So so did Edge. Yeah, so. exactly. <laughs> um, it, it, basically, if they're denying it, it's it's happening. Exactly, exactly. Uh, so so did John Morrison. So did a lot of people. Um, but yeah, I, I, I don't know. Uh, I would love for it to be Velveteen Dream just cause I miss that guy. Um,
0: yeah, hopefully you know, it's been, a, it's been a while. Yeah, been yeah. Since what, September or something since and, he's maybe October. There
1: was a rumor as recently as, uh, the beginning of the last month that he was going to pop up in the rumble. Um, uh-huh. so I, 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 don't know what the deal is, but yeah, I, I hope he's popping up soon and I hope they do something with him. Um,
0: so do, uh, oh, just, just inter- how do you think he would fare on a SmackDown?
1: Uh, you know, it's hard to say because this was something I, I was was thinking about that I wanted to bring up this week is how sterile and repetitive SmackDown feels at this point. Like for what I like, if you had asked me back in August when they premiered the show in October, what SmackDown going to be? I would have said SmackDown is going to be the A show. Raw will turn into the B show and SmackDown's going to be the A show. That's where all right. the stars are going to live. That's where all the important angles are going to happen. And it doesn't feel like it is anymore. Like it did for like two weeks, but they moved Brock back over to Raw so he can work with Heyman. And weirdly enough, the show that's all about building the rookies and and giving guys, you know, who haven't had opportunities, opportunities feels like the A show.
0: Yeah.
1: So you know, if you ask me, how do I think a dream would do? I think he'd do about as well as Buddy Murphy did over there. He'd have to get shifted back over to someone who gives a shit.
0: Yeah, uh, touche. And especially, I think without vignettes, I think going in cold, uh, mm-hmm. definitely not the way to go for somebody so character driven like he is. Yeah. Um. But you know, you got to wonder. You know, what's left for him in NXT? Right, Obviously, he right. didn't have a lot of main. He had like what one title shot. Uh, for the NXT championship? Yeah, he, he did, had
1: one NXT was, title shot. He was mostly involved in the North American title side of
0: things. Right. So, you know, that's not to say everybody has to win that title to, to get bumped up. But, you know, uh, I don't know. Uh, obviously, I want the most success for the guy. Right, um, right. But his character probably seems better suited for for sale than it does Peoria's Civic Center.
1: Yeah. The the thing that's definitely weird, though, is and, and it's really kind of the ticking clock with a lot of people in NXT is okay. You look at a guy like Velveteen Dream, love him. He's like 25 years old. He's got yeah, time. He does. You look at a Matt Riddle. Matt Riddle's 34. Yeah. Uh, I I hate saying this, especially as a, as a man of 35 myself. <laughs> Time's ticking for that guy. Like yeah. You, it's, you a, it's a high
0: impact business.
1: It's a high impact business. And also like your peak years are when you are like 35, 36, 37 years old. I mean, you, you want to make an impact. You want to make a splash. I don't blame him for calling out Brock and trying to get some heat yeah. to get bumped up there. Uh, you you got to ask with a lot of the guys who are down there. I mean, Keith Lee's the same age. How long do they need to prove that they're viable Right. Before, you know, you're basically putting spoiled milk out on the shelf when it comes to the main roster.
0: Yeah, well, that's a valid point. Uh, there's just so many people. That's the thing. Like, they, that's the downside of, of signing everybody. Maybe
1: having 252 people. Someone did the math the other day. Maybe Stop. having 252 people on contract is a bad idea.
0: As, re- as performers. Yes. That's insane.
1: Yes. Yes. God. Yeah.
0: Like... Wow, that's yeah. that's I, I would not have expected WCW to be that high.
1: in its worst, most blown out period had 100 talent. Wow, had 100. And that was when they had guys just sitting at home.
0: Yeah, I mean, and that's not to say I, I want to see Kurt Hawkins on TV or that I want to see Zack Ryder on TV. Um, but or if
1: you're going to use them, let's use them in ways that make sense. Why aren't they hosting their fucking toy show on the network? yeah uh, just just saying
0: yeah uh, uh, i don't have any good but
1: we to also it. live in a world where riddick moss gets a five-year deal and a main roster push <laughs> because of the possibility <laughs> see this this is where the number turns into su- such a high amount because you start going oh fuck a riddick moss who i haven't thought about in ages is under yeah. contract yeah. think about how many random white dudes with beards are under contract in nxt uk right now all of them yes yes Yeah, I, Chris, I opened my mail the other day. I had an NXT UK contract. <laughs>
0: just by being a white guy with a beard it's, it's crazy
1: exactly it just showed up I, it, was, it was very weird it's only for twenty five thousand dollars a year but i signed it because fuck it I'll, I'll take it
0: i've got 25 voicemails from canyon Seaman that i haven't returned <laughs> i just i can't i you know i i travel too much as it is to commit to uh to going overseas to the uk yeah. to do these uh do these tournaments i mean i love the work with robbie brookside don't get me wrong right. um you know and uh I I don't know, I tried to name somebody else
1: in the UK. There's a man named T-Bone on that roster. I don't know who the fuck he is. T-Bone? Tim T-Bone? T-Bone.
0: T-Bone. Like, Like, oh, that's a terrible wrestler name. (laughs)
1: Yeah, yeah. And I'm sure like everyone else, as I learned thanks to the uh, World's Collide show, I'm sure like everyone else, he just has random butt rock theme number
0: three. And then they played Devlin's uh, wrong theme when he won, too
1: couldn't tell you because i couldn't have told tell you. you i was like
0: yeah. people people were tweeting that out. i was uh, like is it i don't, I don't yeah. know i, don't know. I, uh, I
1: mean it, it may be decidedly not the same theme he came out to but it's not like i'm going oh yeah jordan devlin straight mark music yeah <laughs> oh, jesus christ anyway talking about yeah. bad theme music or at least half uh, ruster with half bad theme music let's move to aew chris <laughs>
0: <laughs> some of them are starting to grow on me after a while.
1: I, I would say I am at a solid 50% enjoyment, 50% meh when it comes to, to AEW entrance music,
0: that's actually not that bad. It's Alicia, not, when the, it comes I will say this: it.
1: the ones I like, I really like, like the fucking proud and powerful theme is a 10.
0: Yep. The proud and powerful ones are really good. I enjoy the Lucha bros theme. Um, I enjoy, well, what were you going to say?
1: Uh, I I enjoy. I would say I enjoy the Lucha Bros theme now that I realize they're saying Mexicans and not just pointing out that they're Mexicans.
0: It's better than Mexicans.
1: Well, all I could think was, really, is the second lyric of the Lucha Bros theme, Mexicans. It's like really they kings. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. Um, I, I enjoy that one. Cody's theme clearly uh, is is super over Jericho's theme.
1: Co- Cody really needs to have two versions of that theme. He needs to have the grandiose entrance version, and he needs to have the "I'm cutting a promo" version that cuts the first minute and a half.
0: No, I I love. This is the most the most self indulgent thing I've ever seen, is that the only reason they have that raising candelabra is for Cody's self indulgent intro, and I fucking love it. Hey, he let
1: Arn on the elevator this week, so Oh wow, I'm
0: surprised that He's uh... learning to share. I just want – I want to see Arn shoot out of it like Rey Mysterio yeah. at one point. <laughs> I just want to see Arn Same do a, su- jump, uh, a, a superhero space. pose. I want to see him do a superhero <laughs> pose and this say booyaka, booyaka. <laughs> Hell, call POD. They're not doing anything <laughs> these days.
1: But uh, the, the past two weeks of AEW have been really fun. Uh, we had the cruise ship episode on the Jericho yeah. cruise and we had a really fun episode from cleveland of all places i will say cleveland the first aew crowd to not feel like an aew crowd they they were kind of off all night
0: yeah they were they seemed less smarky
1: than, yeah, yeah. than
0: the typical aew dynamite crowd um obviously mox got a huge uh huge pop and ovation yeah. when he came out and you know i During Dynamite this week, you know, I have it on, it's on the screens at the bar while I'm hosting trivia. So I see what's happening, but I'm not, I can't hear what's going on because I'm asking people questions. Um, but like, you know, I was watching Mox cut his promo and then I saw Jericho come out with Inner Circle and I I texted you. I was like, this seems like a very WWE type opening. Yeah. Um, to which you replied, yes, but it's good. Yeah. Uh, and I went back and watched it and yeah, it did, it, it did keep my interest. Um, but I feel like part of the, you know, the the thing that's really gotten me to enjoy AEW is the fact that they have been starting out shows just with matches. Not right, even with introductions right. for the matches, but like you go live, JR does the introduction, introduces Excalibur and Tony. Then they go right to the ring. Everybody's in there ready to go. Yeah. that, that I, I love that feel because it just – gets right to the fucking point and they just start the wrestling uh which really is why we're all there but you know if they do this sporadically and i think the occasion called for it one because you wanted mox to have that big pop in his home states which Mm -hmm. he got Mm -hmm. and you know the the you know just to continue the inner circle bit, you got yeah. another four weeks to build this thing. So, you know, you got to get your stuff in when you can, um, it, like it, it worked well. And if they don't do this every week, then okay, I'm, I'm okay with it.
1: Yeah. I, again, I, I was only fine with it because to my recollection, it's the, uh, it's one of a handful of times. I think the other time was like the Jericho celebration, uh, in Chicago, um where they've been like, okay, we're gonna kick the show off with a promo. But it bookended the show well because at the yeah. end, you know, you had the um Private Party and, and Darby against uh Inner Circle Tag that, you know, turned into basically a, a more build for Mox versus Jericho. Uh, yes. and also seemingly a build for Darby versus Guevara, which is a match I really want now. Um yes. <laughs> so I, I, I was fine with because it, it, it worked for the storytelling. But yeah, if they started doing this every week, I, I think I would start to check out mentally. It's just it, it worked right for this moment, for this character, for for what have you. Um, and And that's really what's interesting about AEW right now. They are doing some things where the they're messing with the makeup of the show a bit like this week in particular. It felt less about we're going to go out and have five star matches. Yeah, there were good matches. You know, uh, I I really enjoyed the Bucks against Butcher and Blade. I really was surprised by how much I enjoyed Cody against Kip Sabian um, because it was just full of shenaniganry from the jump. Um, But this show seemed less about let's go out and do blowout pro wrestling and more like let's do storytelling because there were really cool vignettes like there was one where. I if my memory of Newcastle uh, isn't waving, I, uh, wavering, I believe that was just Pock hanging out uh, Tyneside. It is tights, yelling in black and white about Kenny Omega and possibly about his lobster. I'm not quite sure, yeah. but uh, yeah, I can't
0: see what that guy says,
1: <laughs> but I, I thought it was a great promo and I thought it was a, a great bit of build. And and that's what this week's show seemed to have that other weeks didn't have this focus of let's do storytelling that builds characters and builds angles and and, and what have you
0: yeah you had that little uh pre-take vignette of mjf going into the butcher shop uh, yes because apparently they're actual butchers yes uh the butcher and the blade and the bunny just hangs out there um yes. as well with an envelope of money with young bucks written in in fancy handwriting on it which was i think a nice touch um for, for mjf right there mm-hmm. uh and then you know they did the the pan down when they were in their butcher aprons and then they pan back up and then they're in their wrestling gear ready to go i was like yeah. okay it's a little cheesy but i'm for it yeah um i'm, I'm I'm not opposed to cheese. I, I was going to say, the Lucha sparingly... Underground guy,
1: I think, should be very <laughs> excited about this. yeah
0: know, yeah, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm very on board with cheese. It's just got to be done either all out or just peppered in. You yes. can't, you know, it's yeah. got to, you got to, there's got to be some kind of consistency with it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, whether, like I said, whether it's all the time like a Lucha Underground or if it's just like boom, boom, boom for certain people.
1: Yeah. Um, But really, the, the most dramatic turnaround I've had on anyone on the AEW roster belongs to one Britt Baker. I don't know who decided White Girl Wasted was the way that we needed to go to turn her into a heel, but I fucking love heel Britt Baker. It's, maybe maybe it was their amazing. New Year's
0: Eve that they all spent together. Maybe she legit got white wine wasted and yeah. like, okay, this is where we have to go from here on out. Because that's about the turning point when everything happened.
1: The fact that her promos feel like she's a step away from asking who Tony Schiavone's manager is <laughs> is such a fucking te- – like everyone knows the type of person that Britt Baker is, just this like shitty, catty uh-huh. – like and and the thing is it's not aggressive. It's very passive aggressive, which I've yes. never seen in professional wrestling. Uh, a passive aggressive heel like this. Uh, right. But it is so f- really uh I and I I'm sure I've read this on the internet and I'm just spouting it off, but I swear to god if they changed her uh intro from the doctor is in to read live laugh love, that would be like a fucking 10. <laughs> That's where we're at with Britt Baker. Oh my god. Yeah. And and I... She's I, a basic white bitch. She, exactly. And uh, I will just say also the fucking spike on her promo uh, on uh, Wednesday to say that finally Cleveland can have a Baker to count on was a <laughs> 10 and a half. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, yeah that was so a good. solid burn right there. So good. Uh, I, I mean... I know she's still not going to be there in the ring, but fuck right. it. Her character's great. And yeah, I'm I'm fine with extended promos. And th- this is the thing about AEW that's great. Something doesn't work. They try to fix it. Yeah. They don't. Yeah. They don't it, it, jam it down our throats. They don't tell us we're wrong. Well. They try
0: the dark order may be a uh, an exception to that rule uh, we'll see. but they're trying they're they're trying different things with it cuz they uh, obviously feel like this is something that can work in the long term um, but you know they they're not giving up on it it seems like they may be giving up on the nightmare collective
1: um, yeah, yeah,
0: which is probably smart on mm-hmm, their part mm-hmm. uh, brandy definitely has you know other things to bring to the table than what she was doing with that sorry dr luther or whatever your name was and and mel who was not very good in the ring um yeah you know they're 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 taking feedback and they're uh you know they're 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 trying to find their way it's the we're still only what four months into the show
1: yeah exactly uh you know they started october 2nd so right yeah yeah, four months as of today yeah so um yeah they're 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 doing their best. they're they're you know switching things around. oh, hangman page, another example. Hangman page, you know, he came out of uh uh all out as basically this guy It's like, oh, they're pushing him a little too hard. He doesn't really have the yeah. character that people uh you know care about. Um look at him this week coming out telling uh, Matt Jackson to hold his beer and yeah. coming off like <laughs> one of the biggest stars of the company while doing so.
0: I, I will say, and I meant to text this to you as I was watching it. I'm actually enjoying what they've been doing with Hangman recently. Yeah, he, he like, you know, the 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 slow burn of the story of him kind of being the the odd man out of the elite. Um, you know, he's not an EVP like everybody else, yep. and you know, the dissension between Kenny and everything, uh, him and Kenny, and winning the titles, and you know, Page kind of did it on his own without Kenny, or you no, know, all, all these all these sorts of things. And it's it's just the little things, the mm-hmm. the um, the boozy stuff, you know, the hangman drink my beer thing, crowd surfing out in the crowd on this cruise ship, yeah. Um, just the, the way he looked on this past Wednesday, we had this like crazy stupid cowboy shirt yep. tucked into his jeans, yeah. And he's just like power walking down there, yeah, with with an almost empty, be- like everything about it was just perfect it was really well executed and this is you know if you've been listening the past couple months i have not been on the 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 page page and that one uh that it's it's turned around for me so so they've definitely corrected course on that guy i'm for it
1: yeah so that's where aew is i think a great place to wrap up for this week is to talk about the new beginning uh as we had two tours of new from new japan one in the states One in Japan going on at the same time uh, to wrap up January and kick off February. Uh, the bigger shows of course were the ones in Japan we've had two this weekend we've got one next weekend but the US tour though a mixed bag in terms of turnout has had some ups and downs mostly uh, downs unfortunately Um, you know some guys have gotten injured looking at you Carl Frederick some guys couldn't make it to the States looking at you Kota Ibushi Uh, but there were some positives the uh, Ring of Honor New Japan relationship kicking back off as Marty (laughs) Skrull popped up in Atlanta for New Japan uh, Yeah. Or at least I think it was Atlanta. Uh, wherever he popped,
0: I up. think you're right. Yeah.
1: Um, so we popped up there. We've got new tag champions as the yeah, God. Night, right? Yeah, God beat FinJuice last night as the belts go around the waist of again the Grillas of Destiny for what the feels 20th like 20th title time. reign. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But uh the two shows from Japan this weekend very very good or at least I have seen one I know you saw the main event of the other main events of the other today but uh let let's get into them uh the big matches uh on the Saturday show uh we had basically a dream tag as it was Okada and Moxley yeah. going against Minoru Suzuki and Taichi uh yeah. I didn't know that I wanted uh okada and moxley as a tag team and yes mox keeping kayfabe wearing his eye patch all weekend this weekend in japan uh when they came out and were just standing together and taking off their coats as a duo and i thought for half a second that mox was gonna tear away his pants too uh that (laughs) that just felt big i i it was it's so weird but it felt like a big moment
0: yeah, I just needed the the handshake, like the the big dramatic Arnold uh, over the top handshake. Yes, uh, happening. That's the only thing that was missing from it. But they, you know, they took their jackets off, they shot each other a look, gave each other a nod, and then just jumped in the ring, started beating up their uh, respective opponents. Uh, it was it was really fun. It was it was one of those moments like, ah, oh, this is this is pretty cool. Like yeah. this is where pro wrestling really works. And the match itself was really fun. Really. Um, uh, Suzuki and Moxley together is just such a perfect pairing. Anytime that they were in the vicinity of each other this weekend on both shows, yes. I've just been glued to the screen and enjoying every moment of them just pounding the hell out of each other yeah. in a non sexy way.
1: Yes, that, they have a very weird chemistry in the best of ways. Um, yeah. uh, basically, the, the, it feels like um, John Moxley's being beaten up by his dad's japanese friend like that that's what it feels like there's there's a weird paternal thing going on between the two of them and i'm in yes
0: yeah Uh, a a hundred percent and you know if i were to have a complaint uh because that's what we do we're fickle fans um it's it's mox's follow through Mm -hmm. on his uh on his forearms he's got to give that little bit of stink I don't know if he it, it's if it's a he doesn't want to hurt this older man Suzuki yeah, thing yeah, yeah. If, if but if we know anything about Minoru Suzuki so like, he can take it and then give it back uh, twice as hard well yeah. over there um, but it, it's because you watch them trade back and forth and Suzuki's forearms one look like they hit harder and it's the follow through that really gives it the thing right, but right. Mox just kind of does the little jabby forearms it doesn't doesn't really have as much stink as I wanted to I, I want him to beat up this old Japanese man is what yes I'm saying. yeah like shoot be them
1: up yeah exactly well hey look they're gonna have their one-on-one match next uh next sunday so uh we'll we'll see how that plays out but uh also uh from saturday's show uh if you like big e are a fan of big meaty men slapping meat it was a one-two punch for you because we got ishii versus evil Uh and for the never title we had shingo takagi against hiroki goto Uh, Just a one-two punch of big dudes beating the fuck out of each other, and uh, basically professional wrestling rules, and these two matches are great examples of it. Chris, what'd you think? If Shingo
0: Takagi is not one of your favorite wrestlers, if not your favorite wrestler right now, then you're doing pro wrestling wrong, (laughs) because... Everything about that man is fantastic. Uh, he's, he's got the, one of the coolest entr- entrance gears out there. Mm-hmm. He looks like a legit um, like villain in a samurai movie. Yep. Um, he's tough as hell. He'll yep. beat the hell out of you. He'll take everything that you're giving him. Uh, and his... his his mannerisms and his is you know his facial mannerisms especially are just so expressive and everything about the art of pro wrestling japanese pro wrestling um it's he it's embodied within him and i i feel the fighting spirit come out of him and i'm i'm inspired he's my favorite dude right now yeah, like I, yeah. I i'm just entranced no, you're, you're, that guy is on the screen.
1: your enthusiasm is very palpable right now. it's like when
0: i used to talk about lucha underground
1: exactly exactly yeah like i haven't
0: felt that way in a while yeah. which is a really weird thing to say on a pro wrestling podcast but uh it's just he, he it just gets the the fire in my belly going my love of pro wrestling i I, I love that guy. He's fantastic.
1: Yeah, uh, and basically these four guys, you know, for as much as people talk about how oh New Japan Pro Wrestling is is all about like high spots or whatever, which a is never been really true. Just no, you know. R- Osprey and Ricochet gave people the, the wrong perception or, you know, it's all about, like, these 30-minute classics, whatever. No. These four guys really represent what New Japan Pro Wrestling is, which is, you know, the, the struggle of proving you are the better, superior athlete that day. Right. And, or tougher or, or, or Exactly. And... Though those two matches kind of are similar in the idea of, oh, it's big guys fighting. You saw two very different versions of it. Yeah. Um, and I, I loved them both, even though, again, they are of a similar style. Uh, and if anything, I think it's interesting to see, although both LIJ guys, sort of like the next gen of New Japan top tier guys get supplanted here. Evil isn't a guy I really hadn't thought of much as a singles guy. In fact, yeah. he's not a guy I thought of all that much, really. I, I thought kind of he was the Genetti to Sonata's Michaels, if I'm <laughs> honest. Um, but uh, Evil looked like a star in yeah. his match against Ishi. And and you know, a lot of credit goes to Ishi there for that. But Shingo looks like he could be an absolute world beater at any given time, and that's a lot of the past year plus, you know, that match with Goto. He he looks like yeah. he could be inserted into the top mix of guys at any given time. Uh and just, you know, he would fit. He he would feel like a top tier star. So props to Goto for, you know, given given him his push up to the top.
0: Yeah, it almost seemed like a you know symbolic passing of the torch sort of thing because right. from you know what the commentary got over is that Goto had been that guy for a long time. Obviously, right. I've only really been watching New Japan hardcore for the past year or so, so I didn't really know you know too much of the history uh, of Goto. But you know the fact that he was that guy for a long time, him and Ishii, like you said, yep. were that last you know last generation of 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 tough guys going through showing their fighting spirit and you know to pass it along uh to the next guy and you know uh takagi like you said uh between the best of super juniors which he almost came in second place last year and Mm -hmm. had a a solid showing in uh uh g1 um Mm -hmm. as well you know now he's the Neverweight uh, – two, he's, he's two-belt uh, uh, yeah. Shingo right now. Yeah. Shingo two-belts. So he's the Never Trios champ uh, along with Bushi. <laughs> <laughs> and Evil, right? It's – it's. Uh, yes, I believe it is. Uh, wait, who's the other one in the match today? They had a match today. Uh, Bushi. Because
1: it's not Hiromu.
0: No, it's hey. not. Her- that was – no, way. That, that was, was the match. not
1: Sonata. So I think the trio's champs are Shingo, Evil, and Bushi.
0: Yeah, you're right. Because Ishii yeah. Ishi was pinned by Evil at Wrestle Kingdom, which is how they won those titles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Um,
0: or, or on their way to winning those titles. Right. Because they had the title. Ishii was... It was Ishii and... I don't remember.
1: Yeah, Whatever. yeah, yeah. It, 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 look, no one gives a shit about the, the, the Never Six Man belts, but it is interesting that Shingo has both never titles now
0: right well he's and he's got two belts uh and nido has two belts mm-hmm. and he did in his post-match promo did mention about wanting to be in the main event and going after those belts and i don't necessarily think he's gonna you know turn on lij or whatever at this moment because i think it suits him being grouped well, in there well
1: it's funny you say that did you uh i i don't know how many of the post-match promos you watch did you catch heromo's comment uh no Hiromu made a comment about um, about how the LIJ crew watched Naito get beat down, and they were basically like at, at the end of Wrestle Kingdom. And they basically were like, uh, we're not going to get involved in that. Oh, <laughs> dude, really? <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, <clears throat> That's how tranquilo they all are. That they damn. just went, ah. Eh. Now, <laughs> that might have just been Hiromu trying to make a kayfabe reason for why they didn't run out. But I right. just thought that was kind of interesting. I don't know if that's supposed to show dissension in LIJ or just – no, they're all that chill. It's like, ah, Night has got this. He'll be fine.
0: That's funny. And, and, you know, it's funny because today there was – on today's show, there was a uh, a six-man tag. It was LIJ and BC, uh, the Bullet Club. They're having their, their back and forths here. Right. So it was, um, it was Hiromu um, – oh, fuck. I can't I remember. I just watched it a couple hours ago. Yeah. Um, it was Jay White, Kenta, and who was the third BC guy? Uh, Ishimori? Correct? It was Ishimori. Yes, because I love seeing Ishimori in that spot because I'm a huge Ishimori mark. Um, it was, yeah, Jay White, Kenta, Taji Ishimori against... It was Sonata, uh, Naito, and Hiromu. Mm-hmm. Um and it got me excited for the possibility of Ishimori versus Hiromu. Yes. Uh, even Jay White and um, Hiromu had a really fun um, back and forth in that match as well. Um, and I was thinking on like the, you know, they do the videos before or whatever. If, if I'm Kenta, mm-hmm. I'm speaking English in every one of these promos just to get more heat. Yeah. Like you know, like he already has like nuclear, nuclear
1: heat. yeah. heat.
0: But just to add a little bit more. Why are you speaking Japanese to these people that, you know, don't don't care about you? I I would right, be speaking right, right. English right now. Right. Um but that match that match was fun on today's show. Uh there was uh, Goto, Robbie Eagles, and Ishii against the rest of LIJ, um, which was Shingo and Evil and Bushi. Mm-hmm. And uh, if, if you had to guess in that match yeah. uh, who, t- who uh, got tapped out, who would you say?
1: Uh, I would go ahead and guess that we had tap out Guy Bushi.
0: You are exactly correct. Tap that guy. <laughs> um, and again, it was uh, Roppongi 3K, Shou, Yo and Taguchi with John Moxley against uh, Suzuki Goon of Doki, uh, Suzuki, El Desperado, and who was the fourth guy? <laughs> Excuse uh, me, Kanemaru. Uh, Kanemaru. I always forget Yo. about Kanemaru rightfully so he's very forgettable yeah. um, but again it was one of those things when whatever Moxley and Suzuki they just pretty much brawled throughout the uh, arena the entire time it was it was very fun anytime those two are together um, it's a blast Zach Sabre jr defended his uh Rev Pro British championship against Billy o spray today in a really fun match I mean it really shows uh, yeah, obviously everybody knows that Zach Sabre Jr. is one of, if not the best technical technical wrestler mm-hmm. um going today. But uh Billy Ospreay really, really showed his wit in keeping up with them um and still trying to do his uh, his fly flippy-doos and, and power moves as well. That was a really fun match. And Tai Chi and uh, uh, Big Kazu, Okada, had a really, really good match. I mean, Tai Chi you know, I I noted it a couple times in the G one last year, but mm-hmm. he can really go sometimes. <laughs> he doesn't always doesn't always get into that next gear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um but in the match with Okada, he really didn't. It was it was there was a couple points in the match where I'm like, Okay, maybe, you know, Okada just lost the belt. He can afford a couple L's at this point. I thought maybe Tai Chi would win. He didn't. Um right. but you know, I bought into it at a couple points, which really is all you can ask for these days.
1: Yeah. I, and, uh, you know, th- I, I'm glad to hear that. I, I had hoped that this would be one of those instances where Tai Chi gave a shit. Um, right. And, uh, you know, Kazu, look, let's be honest, Kazu could carry either one of us to four stars. Uh, yep. o- Okada is uh, capable of the impossible, but uh, it's it's good to know when he's got someone who's uh, willing to bring it alongside him. Um, yes. But I, I, I definitely want to check out the Zack Sabre Jr. Will Ospreay match just because uh, it feels like a clash of styles, but I also know that those guys have a history of working each other on the British Indies and, and yeah. that sort of thing. And I feel like uh, Ospreay, if nothing else over the past year has been trying to, um prove that he can do things that you don't expect yeah so uh you know i i, I definitely want to check those out but all this leads to uh the big show uh the big uh final part of the new beginning tour next sunday headlined by uh kenta versus naito for the double titles and of course the aforementioned uh new japan u.s title match between john moxley and uh, Minoru Suzuki should be not ahead. to
0: mention,
1: oh, yes, the Lee, uh, Lee yeah. and
0: Hiromu for the uh, for the IWGP junior heavyweight chase. So Those yes. are those three like yes. killer matches lined up for next Sunday's show, and I, yeah. I, I'm super stoked for it.
1: Yeah, I basically what we're saying is if you haven't already, especially because we are on the 2nd of February, throw your 900 yen uh, yeah. at New Japan World, it's a hell of a time to be watching. Um, just great great stuff uh coming at you coming after wrestle kingdom and hell if you haven't seen wrestle kingdom yet even more reason to throw your 10 bucks at uh new japan right now
0: watch all 12 hours of it and report back please yes
1: exactly just send all of it right to us we want to hear all all your takes your hottest of takes on a show that happened like a month ago (laughs)
0: Yeah. Uh, as, as long as it depends on uh, as long as it revolves around New Japan, I'll, I'll read any comment. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly. That's the only time. But of course, if you have opinions about the Rebels, send them to at said Ted Cruz on Twitter. I know he's a big fan of Baron Corbin. So just... you,
0: you, you could also send them to at Marco Rubio.
1: Yeah. You know what? Just
0: it wouldn't hurt either.
1: I got to find out the fucking uh, uh, Twitter handle of Turtle Man. Uh, oh it really uh,
0: it's it. it's Sen madge leader i think yeah something like that i've that, sent him a couple angry tweets he's a twat shit.
1: yeah fuck that guy <laughs> fuck that guy so hard <laughs> jesus god in heaven
0: can we lock him in a room with minoru suzuki
1: please no, please. please just let minoru go full magical murder old man
0: god It'll be It'll be a hell of a match,
1: yeah i I need Japanese murder grandpa to just wreck house right now on the entire Senate, Jesus, God in heaven.
0: Could you could you imagine like you know the State of the Union uh, address on on Tuesday night you know Hail to the Chief plays and then it cuts off halfway through Kaze Ninare starts playing <laughs> uh,
1: and and I will be paying attention to which members of the House and Senate say Kaze Ninare because that right there is how you vote in twenty twenty.
0: I guarantee you Bernie <laughs> sings it. <laughs> Bernie's all about the puro how do you say that word? Puro Pure Puro- Riso. Piro Risu, Is that how you say it? Yeah, yeah. I always read it. Don't know how to say it, so I've never used it. Yeah. But uh, you, you know you know uh you know Bernie's all about that strong stuff. Oh style.
1: yeah, Ber- Bernie's a tape trader from back in the day. He was dumping VHS.
0: That's why he wants universal health care because <laughs> all those light tubes get broken and you need stitches. You shouldn't have to pay for that. That's that's King of the Medicare Test for match, all. 1995 for the
1: light tubes. is the greatest tournament of all time.
0: <laughs> the Roughhouse Podcast is a weekly podcast. Follow us at RoughHouseSGW on Twitter and Facebook.com slash the Roughhouse Podcast. Become a donor to the Rough House at patreon.com slash the Roughhouse Podcast. And check out our videos at youtube.com backslash channel backslash capital U C E G J 2 1 N lowercase W capital G lowercase K capital P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P M lowercase L capital D N seven lowercase C three lowercase R lowercase F U V Q.
1: This is the, the roughhouse roughhouse pod. house, uh podcast with Justin and Christoph. That's it. Fuck Christoph. He's terrible with his information. Okay. Hey, this is the Rock. Shut your mouth, jabronis, and listen up because this is the Roughhouse podcast with Justin and my least favorite man on the planet, Christoph. And Marty? The preceding presentation was brought to you by the Realm Network.
0: Are you a professional wrestling manager who's looking to take his stable to the next level? Are you a Kim Chi looking for his Kamala? Are you a
1: Bobby the Brain looking for his head shrinkers? are you a slick looking for his Akeem the African dream? Parts Unknown. I'm Grand Safari
0: Master Rick Dombrowski, and I personally track down each of those gentlemen
1: in Parts Unknown. Parts Unknown. You can charter Parts Unknown Safari Company to take you deep into the heart of the blackest jungles, most uninhabitable rainforests, or lava-stricken island wastelands. I'll find you mysterious warriors, prime cavemen, and voodoo shaman who are willing to give wrestling a try. Parts Unknown. Because everyone knows the best warriors live in Parts Unknown. Parts Unknown.
0: Parts Unknown Safari Company is located at 4598
1: Walnut Creek Boulevard, directly behind the Westchester Mall, adjacent to the Bed Bath & Beyond. Remember, every Tuesday night is free hot dog night for the kids.